Bibles this morning, if you will, please, and turn to Matthew, the book of Matthew, chapter number 25. Matthew, chapter number 25. And I want to do sort of um, uh, an expose here. Uh, we're just going to work our way down through Matthew, chapter 25. And, and I want to just give you some things. I mean, seriously, I just want to give you some things that the Lord gave me in personal, just in my personal devotions, personal Bible study. Uh, but I think that these will be relevant to you, and I, I think they'll be a blessing and a, and a help to you. And so I want to speak to you on this subject, hiding your talent, hiding your talent. And so look with me, if you will, Matthew chapter 25, and when you find your place, if you'll stand this morning, out of respect for the reading of God's Word, we're going to start in verse number 14, and then we're going to read down through verse number 30. So we're going to read a little more scripture than we normally would, but let's look there together. Matthew 25, 14. How many are glad for your Bible? Say amen. amen. Me too. Uh, for the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To every man according to his several ability and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, Thou deliveredest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliveredest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not and gather where I have not strolled. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto everyone that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. You may be seated this morning. And I want to talk to you a little bit about this uh, subject, hiding your talent. Hiding your talent. Let's go to the Lord and ask the Lord to help us. And we'll jump into this uh, Bible study this morning. Father, we love you. And thank you for the privilege to be back at Calvary. And Lord, what a great service. What a great morning it's been. Your, your Holy Spirit has been, uh, Lord, evident. He's been present uh, even from this morning when the doors were opened. And 
Uh, Lord, already, even before some would say church even begins, God, there was already a spirit of fellowship and worship here. And then, Lord, we're thankful for what you taught us in the Sunday school hour. And now, Lord, we're excited about, Lord, gaining truth from this time. And I pray that we would do that. And so, Spirit of God, I pray that you'd hide us behind the cross. And by that, I mean this. I pray that people will see the Lord high and lifted up. And I pray they'll not see a preacher or a personality or a pastor or a speaker or a problem, uh, Lord, or a distraction. But I pray, Father, that they would see Christ. And I pray, Lord, that our minds and our hearts would be drawn to him. Somebody needs something very personal, very specific today. God, somebody does. Somebody needs salvation, maybe. Somebody needs a chain broken. God, somebody needs encouragement. Lord, someone needs that cloud of depression to be lifted. Lord, somebody needs challenge or admonishment. Lord, many things. And so, Holy Spirit of God, we pray that you would, that you would work through your sevenfold ministry that we learned about this morning. Help us now, Father. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Matthew chapter 25, we didn't read the first 13 verses, but Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 through 13, talks about the virgins, uh, the foolish virgins, and the wise virgins. And the context of Matthew chapter 25 seems to be played out during the tribulation period. The coming of the bridegroom seems to be at the end of the seven-year tribulation, and immediately before setting up his kingdom on earth or before Christ setting up his kingdom on earth. Regardless of that, the context is readiness. Readiness. Be ready. Don't let it slip up on you. Uh, someone asked a question the other night in Q&A about a, a second chance. That's what this is talking about. Don't let this opportunity get passed before you take advantage of it. The same is true with the servants who had given talents. And we just read that verses, uh, verses 14 through 30. Uh, again, the context seems to be the returning of the Lord. And, and it seems to be a picture of when Jesus will close or come at the closing of the tribulation period, directly preceding what we call the judgment of the goats and the sheep and the beginning of the millennial reign of Christ, which we'll probably be bringing a message on really, really soon here uh, at Calvary. But within this passage, and this is where I want to get to, Within, the, within this passage, there are some great stewardship lessons that we can learn from and need to learn from. Stewardship, that's stewarding things that God has given you. God gives us all certain things and he wants us to make sure that we steward those things correctly and steward those things wisely. I was reading this week and I love what Dr. Tony Evans said about this, uh, this passage. He said this, if you're a Christian, God has given you three things to steward. First, until Jesus returns, you have time. The day-to-day -day context in which kingdom opportunities arise. Second, every believer has talents, abilities, or skills that are gifts from God to develop and use for his kingdom purposes. Third, you have treasures, financial resources. Your money isn't merely for your enjoyment, but for kingdom advancement. And much like the servants in the parable, no two of us have the same exact time, no two of us have the same exact abilities, and no two of us have the same exact treasures. 
The Lord has distributed what we have based on his perfect will and knowledge of our capacities. Here it is. The question is not what or how much you have. The question is what will you do with what you've been given? And boy, that is so true. That is so true. Now, look, 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 let's look at this story this morning in Matthew chapter 25. In the story, at least the part that we read today, the Lord, the Lord goes away for an extended time. The Bible doesn't say how much time it is, but he goes away for an extended time. But before he leaves, we notice here that he gives each of his servants, three servants, and he gives each of his servants a talent. Uh, to one he gives five. To the other he gives two. And then to one he gives one. Now, we know this from reading our scripture this morning, that the first two servants steward their talents well. In other words, the Lord gave them a talent, one five, one two, and they, uh, they, they take, uh, they, they seize advantage. They take advantage of those, of those talents and they use those talents. And the Bible says later when the Lord comes back, they're commended. And he says, well done, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things and I will make you ruler over many things. So they're, the, these first two uh, stewards are, are uh, commended for their stewardship. But I wanna focus today on the last steward, the last servant. Look at you at verse number 24 again. Then he which had received the one talent came, and I never noticed this part, and he basically blames the Lord for not using his talent. Never saw that. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man. This is all your fault. Now, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And because of that, verse 25, and I was afraid and went and hid, uh, went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that as thine. So Lord, the reason that I didn't use my talent, the reason I didn't steward what you gave to me is because it's your fault. And so somebody says, preacher, this steward didn't get commended because he didn't have very many talents. That is absolutely not true at all. They all had different talents. One was given five, one was given two, one was given one. But all would have been commended if they all would have stewarded their talent well. Now look what it says, verse number 26. His Lord answered and said unto him, thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sow not and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers. And then at my coming, I should have received mine own with usury or interest. Take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which hath 10 talents. For unto everyone that hath shall be given and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, I want you to notice several things about this servant today. And I believe they'll be, a, I believe they'll be a help to you. Number one, I noticed this. The servant did not steal the talent. Did y'all see that? Look back at your Bibles, Matthew chapter 25. Look at verse number 25. He says here, and I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. And lo, look what it says. There thou hast, that is thine. So it was still retrievable. If the Lord wanted it, he could go get it. Uh, and so he didn't steal it. He didn't, you know, take it as his own. He didn't steal it. Um, so technically, technically the Lord didn't lose anything. In fact, 
I, I thought this was interesting as well. He, he didn't just bury it, but Luke 18 tells us the same story. And Luke 18 says he covered it in a napkin. He put it in a covering before he buried it in the ground. And so again, the point being this, that the servant did not steal the talent. But look at this. Neither did the servant shame the talent. Look at verse 25 again. He said, and I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. That's all he did. He hid the talent in the earth. He did not shame the talent. In other words, he did not use it in some type of a shameful manner. He didn't purchase something sinful or objectionable or wrong. Uh, and so it wasn't like, you know, the Lord gave him this amount of money or they gave him this talent and he went out and squandered it on something foolish or sinful. That wasn't the case at all. So he didn't steal it. He didn't shame it. And then notice this, the servant did not sell the talent. Uh, he, he didn't just disregard it and give it to the highest bidder. Now you say, preacher, what's that mean? Well, you know what? There's a lot of people nowadays who've been given talent to, by the Lord. And you know what they do? They sell that talent. They no longer use it for the Lord. They use it for their own personal gain or prestige uh, or fame or whatever the case may be. Well, there was a time I used to sing in church. Now I'm singing in honky-tonks. And so they sell out. And I'm not just picking on church members. A lot of preachers are selling out nowadays. Selling out. Selling out to their package, you know, Young preachers want to know when they go to a church, what's my package? What's my package? We didn't know what a package was when I went in the ministry. If God called us to a church, we went. We didn't worry about the package. Now preachers are so concerned about their car and their insurance and their retirement fund and all these things that they're not willing to get in the pulpit and preach, thus saith the Lord. You know what that is? Selling out. But again, notice this, that this servant did not, he did not steal the talent. He did not shame the talent. He did not sell the talent. Notice something else. He did not slight the talent. In other words, he didn't just forget about it. That's not what our Bible says. And so he didn't just, uh, he didn't just hide it and forget about it. Now, I do believe this. I believe that he did put it out of sight and out of mind. I'm afraid a lot of Christians might do that too. But he didn't necessarily forget about it because when the Lord came home, he knew, man, I'm gonna have to, dig this back up. He's going to be asking about this. And so again, I want to go back over this. He did not steal the talent. He did not shame the talent. He did not sell the talent. He did not slight the talent. And yet, look at this. And yet, and yet the Lord is very upset with the servant. Now that's the part I want to bring your attention. He just hit it. And yet the Bible says when the Lord came home, these first two stewards, these first two servants stewarded their talents and one that had five turned it into 10, one that had two turned it into four and the Lord said, wow, great job, guys. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. But this guy hid his talent in the earth and the Bible says that the Lord was very upset with this servant. I noticed several things. I noticed, first of all, the servant receives serious rebuke. Look at verse number 26. His Lord answered and said unto him, thou wicked, thou wicked and lazy, thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sow not and gather where I have not strong. So he receives serious rebuke. But look at this. Boy, it gets worse, church. You say, well, pastor, that's pretty bad. I can't imagine the Lord coming to me and say, thou wicked servant. 
You slothful servant. I mean, pastor, that's pretty bad to think about the Lord speaking to somebody like that. You're right, but it does get worse. The servant receives serious rebuke, but look at this. The servant's talent is retrieved. Look at verse 28. He says there, take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which hath 10 talents. Well, that's a scary thought. What do you mean? Be scary thought to think about God would give you a talent and then because you don't use it, he takes it away from you. That happens sometimes. People lose their bank accounts all the time. Well, I'll tell you one thing. That's my money, nobody else's money, and it's my money, and I'll do what I want to do with it. And God says, really? Really? Let me show you how fast I can take that bank account away. And somebody says, I'll tell you one thing. I mean, I've got this voice, and it's my voice, and I'll use it any way I want to. If I want to sing in church, I'll sing in church. If I want to sing in the tavern, I'll sing in the tavern. If I want to sing in the home tongue, I'll sing in the home tongue. God says, really? Really? Oh. Who, who gave you that voice? I gave me that voice. God says, I'm sorry, what did you say? And so we, we notice here that the servant's talent is retrieved, just taken away because he didn't steward it well, it was taken away. But notice this, we notice that the servant not only receives serious rebuke and the servant's talent is retrieved, but we notice the servant is dealt serious retribution. Look at verse number 30. Wow, it gets worse, <laughs> it gets worse. He says here, and cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, I read that last week, and the Holy Spirit began to speak to my heart, and I thought, man, he didn't steal this thing. He didn't sell it. He didn't, you know, he, he just, he didn't steward it well. And I thought, man, what in the world? What is this serious crime that this servant has committed that causes him to get rebuke and causes him to get serious retribution? What in the world did this, did this servant do that angered the Lord in such a serious fashion? And it's all right here, Matthew 25, number one. We notice the servant did not share his talent. Now look at your, your Bible again. Look at verse number 25. I'm sorry, verse number 27. Chapter 25, verse, verse 27. He says to the servant, thou oughtest therefore to put my money to the, notice the word, exchangers. And then in my coming, I should have received mine own with usury. Now those two terms there are Stock market terms, exchangers, and usury. And, and basically what the Lord of the, of the harvest is saying this is you should have invested it into others. I gave you this talent. I gave you this gift. You should have invested it for my glory. If you, if you study that word out, it literally is a word that means this. It means to be occupied, to be busy. And so the Lord of the servant is just saying this, the reason I'm aggravated, the reason I'm angry with you is because I gave you this gift, I gave you this talent, and he said, you should have been busy, you should have been, you, you should have been using it, you should have been pouring it into others, you should have been using this thing for the glory of God, and yet you never shared this talent. All this time that I've been away, you could have been investing. You could have been sharing with others. You could have been a blessing to the church. You could have been bringing glory to me. And yet, and yet, you didn't do that. You didn't share it. But there's something else. The servant not only did not share his talent, but I noticed the servant stashed his talent. Look, if you will, at verse number 25. He said, and I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast, that is, 
vine hid. It's the Greek word crypto. We hear about it all the time anymore, crypto, cryptocurrency. And it's basically a word that just means it means to conceal or to keep secret. In other words, the, 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 the servant, was, was his master was angry because he did not share the talent and he stashed his talent. And he said, Pastor, what's that got to do with me? I'm afraid we have a lot of Christians that are making the same exact mistake. They are not sharing the talent that God has given them or they're hiding their God-given talent. Now, here's the thing, church. Did you know God has given you some type of a gift? God, if you're here this morning and you're born again, you have something that you can add to the family of God. Did you know that? Amen. That's true. I'm preaching the Bible this morning. That's true. You say, preacher, not little old me. I'm as ungifted as I can be. I can't play a, I can't play a, a violin or you know, a fiddle like Brother Abel. I can't play a guitar like Brother Michael. I can't sing like Miss Krista. I can't play a, you know, a keyboard or a piano. Preacher, I am just as untalented and ungifted as I can be. Listen to me. If you are saved this morning and filled with the Holy Ghost of God, I'm telling you, according to the authority of Scripture, God has given you something that you can do that will add to the kingdom of God. That's true. God's given you a gift. Will you say, preacher, I haven't found it yet. Well, maybe you need to start praying and asking the Lord to show you what it is. But I'm just telling you, God, that's right. That's right. You say, well, Pastor, I, you know, I got off course one time and I got way out in left field and I left the will of God. Hey, listen, this is what you need to do. You need to get back in the will of God, get it confessed, get it right with God and let God start using your gift and your talent again. Listen, hey, the devil has squandered it long enough. It's time you get back in the fight again and start serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, you've got a gift. You have a talent of some kind. Listen, you're here this morning. Your, te- your, your talent may be teaching. You may just have a knack for teaching the word of God. You're here this morning. Maybe your gift is like Miss Krista. Maybe you can sing. And the Lord's given you a voice and you have the ability to stay on tune and, 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 and to stay on key. And, 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 and you, can, you, know, you, you can sort of stay with the, you know, with the, the step of the music. And, and you say, Pastor, I can sing. I'm not saying I'm a great singer, but I can sing. Maybe there's somebody here this morning and God has given you the gift of playing an instrument. Isn't that a blessing? Don't you enjoy that? Man, I see these folks get up here and play, and I thought, oh, Lord, I wish I had that gift. I I wish God would have given that one to me. And uh, I just love watching them play these gifts and uh, play these instruments, and that may be your gift. Your your gift may be preaching. Maybe preaching. You say, Pastor, I can never preach. Never say never. Your gift may be preaching. Uh, Your gift may be organizing. You may be a great organizer. Your gift may be hospitality. Maybe you, and by the way, some great people do have that gift here at Calvary. They have a knack for making people feel welcome when they come to Calvary. I, I watch it. I watch them. And it's a gift. I'm telling you, church, it's a gift. How people can come in sometimes with new faces and new people, and some of our folks will meet them and greet them, and you can tell that they put those folks at ease, and, and, and they think, you know what, well, I'm, I'm glad I came. I didn't know before I came to the Lord, but now I'm glad I came. And you know why? Because somebody used their gift of hospitality. Your gift may be communication or giving. We have some folks in our church that definitely have been given the gift of giving. Everything they touch turns to gold. They have the Midas touch. 
They're very successful. They're very prosperous. By the way, some of those same people are not selfish. You say, that guy's just lucky. No, he's not lucky. He's gifted. God God gave him that gift. He gave him the gift to know how to manage, to know how to have skills and to conduct business and to make money and save money and turn it into more money. And thank God he turns around and uses that for the glory of God and the kingdom of God. And somebody says, well, preacher, boy, I wish I had that gift. And the Lord knows you can handle that gift. And someone says, preacher, I'm still waiting on my ship to come in. I tell you all this, your ship sank. (laughs) Now I'm, I'm being a little humorous. Some have the gift of giving. Some have the gift of writing. Some have the gift of working with children. Now, 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 now stay with me. There's, there's a few in here this morning who'd say, Preacher, I don't have patience enough to work with kids for two and a half seconds. I mean, they get on my last nerve. You know, I have my last nerve. Some of you have a last nerve, you know. They get on my last nerve. And I mean, that just, that doesn't appeal to you at all. You know, a junior church or children's church or youth activity or, uh, or, uh, or anything like that, man, that does, doesn't appeal to you at all. And yet, and yet, there are other people in our church who thrive on that. They love it. They love Bible school. They love children's ministry. They love the little kids. They, they love being involved with the little children. You know why? It's exactly why. Because God has given every single person in this room a gift that he wants you to use for the kingdom of God. Some of you have the gift of ministering to youth. Some of you have the gift of ministering to the elderly. Yours is not children, but you have a way that you work with these older folks. Some of these people don't have any family to come in and see them, never. And every week you go in and you minister to these elderly folk and make them feel special and make them feel, uh, you know, you, you make them feel wanted and loved and, and cared for. You know why that is? Because God's given you a gift. Some God has given the gift of beautifying God's house. They just have a knack for it. We have some people in our church that have a, have a they, don't, they don't have a green thumb, they got a green arm. I mean, they can just touch a plant, man, it just grows. And they work around the church and they make the church. When you pull in, you're like, wow, everything looks beautiful. Everything looks sharp. Everything looks nice. Uh, Listen, did you know, church, listen, did you know that's not an accident? That's not an accident. Listen, that is the, the sovereign hand, the providential hand of God. Why? Because God gives every single member of the body something, something that they can do for the kingdom, for the building of the kingdom. And so that means you've got something this morning. You, you said, preacher, not me. Yes, you. You have something. God's given you something. And God gave these servants, the, the, the Lord gave these servants a talent. And yet our Bible says that he hid, he hid the talent. And the master was angry. Now, you say, preacher, why is that? Why are so many hiding their gift? And we're done. Why are so many hiding their gift? How about this? First one, number one. Some Christians hide their gift because of public exposure. Now, you say, preacher, what do you mean by that? Listen, listen, and hear me out, hear me out very closely. And this is more like a lesson, but hear me out this morning. A lot of people don't use their gift because they are concerned that their gift doesn't get enough publicity, public exposure. 
Well, you see, the reason I don't use my gift is because the pastor doesn't give me enough time on the platform to exhibit my gift. And that's why I don't use my gift. Now, I want to say something. I want, I want everybody to hear me. I want you to hear me. Did you know that if you're willing to use your gift in private, God will give you the opportunity to use your gift in public? I didn't expect to get a whole lot of amens right there. And so, listen, I'm, I, let, me, let me tell you something. And this took a little while for me to learn, but as a little bit of an older man in the ministry, not old, amen, not old, but a little bit older in the ministry now, one thing I've learned is this. You know what? I don't have to volley for preaching engagements and I don't have to you know, worry about other preachers and stuff like that. You know what I'm supposed to do? I'm just supposed to be faithful to the Lord. And you know what? If the Lord wants to open up opportunities for me, he will open up opportunities for me. And if the Lord, won't, if the Lord wants to, he may not want to, but if the Lord wants to put me to, to greater levels of leadership, he is well able to do that. I'm in the Lord's hand. I don't have to worry about that. And I'm just telling you that if you'll just say, Lord, I don't care about the publicity. I don't care about public exposure. God, I just want you to use my gift and God, I'm willing to use it anywhere. And if you'll use your gift in private, I want to tell you what, he'll bless you in public. Now, you know, you know who I love? Well, I love all of you. Don't get me wrong. I love all of you. But I was just thinking about this thing of just somebody having a gift and using it regardless, just using it. You know who I love? I love men like Dr. Ron Looney who at 80 years old uses his gift on a Facebook live broadcast on Mondays and Tuesdays and figures out what most older people would never attempt. Most older people are so afraid of technology and Facebook and social media, and yet he said, I'm gonna figure this out, I'm gonna work my way through the jungle, and I'm gonna figure out a way to do this, and he uses his gift to encourage folks on, the, on that broadcast, and then uses his gift to encourage folks at a nursing home. Now, you, you may see it and you may not see it, but this is what I'm saying, he is investing his talent. We have some folks, and some of you know this and some of you don't, we have some folks who every Thursday night, you knew they went on Sunday. But you know we had a group of people who every Thursday night go to the nursing home. And they sing and minister and just love, they just love on those folks at the nursing home. Now, you say, preacher, what's your point? My point is this, they receive no accolades. And yet, you know what they're doing? They're investing their talents. We have people, you can come pretty much, you can come to this property any day of the week, Monday through Sunday, and there'll be a car in the parking lot. Somebody's here doing something. And I thought about these folks. We'll come here and, and sometimes just in a back room or the fellowship hall or, or somewhere, uh, there'll be two or three cars here and our folks are here doing discipleship. Now, wait a minute now. You're not seeing that. It's not public. It's not publicity. And yet those folks are here and they're discipling Christians. You say, preacher, what are they doing? They are investing their talents for the Lord. Church, listen. Quit worrying about who sees you and who gets the glory and just decide, hey, I've got a talent and I'm gonna use it for God and it brings prestige to God be the glory, but if not, I'm just gonna keep on serving God because I know this, that God is keeping a record. 
You say, preacher, I did this thing the other day. I worked and worked and worked and worked. Nobody patted me on the back. Nobody put my name in the bulletin. Well, I got better news for you than that. God put your name in the bulletin. Because God's keeping a record. Now I want you to take your Bibles this morning. And uh, listen, it's 1226. We're going to be done here in just a moment. But I want you to take your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 6 this morning. This is the longest part of my message. We're almost home free. I want you to look at Matthew chapter 6 this morning and look, if you will, at verse number 1. Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 1. And the Bible addresses this thing that I'm talking about uh, here on this first point. Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 1. The Bible says this, Take heed that you do do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Verse three, but when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth. Look at verse four. That thine alms may be see, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. Church, listen to me. God is keeping a record. And you, you little Sunday school teachers and every Sunday, Sunday in and Sunday out, you show up and you teach that little class of boys and girls and nobody else is paying attention. Nobody ever talks about you in the service and your picture's never up on the screen and yet you're here every Sunday and you're teaching that little group of boys or that handful of little girls and you're trying to teach them about Jesus and pour, them into, pour the word of God into them and the devil comes and the devil says, it ain't worth it, 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 it ain't worth it. Nobody noticed you, nobody cares. I want to tell you something. And God knows what you're doing. And there is a great God in heaven that never misses anything. He knows when you show up every Sunday. He knows that lesson that you studied. He knows you're you're influencing those little boys and those little girls for the glory of God. Hey, church, keep it up. Keep it up. And yet in a lot of circles, a lot of churches, Christians hide their gift because of public exposure. How about this? Number two, quickly. Number two. Let me give you this. Some Christians hide their gift because of personal fear. Because of personal fear. I'll not have you go there, but in Exodus chapter four, you remember the story where the Bible says that God came to Moses and said, Moses, I want you to set my people free. Remember what Moses said? Moses said, Lord, I can't speak. I can't speak. They'll, they'll think you're a fool of me too. I can't speak. I can't. I can't do this. Lord, I'm scared to death. I can't do it. And the Lord, and the Lord said to Moses, who made your mouth? <laughs> Go read it in Exodus 4. God said, who made your mouth? <laughs> and did you know our Bible says that Moses continued to argue with the Lord? And he said, Lord, Lord I can't. Lord, I can't. I'm, I'm scared to death. I can't. And the Bible says that God did allow Aaron to come along the side of Moses. But you know what the Bible also says? God was angry. The great Moses. God was angry. You know why? Because he feared. There's some of you here this morning. God's given you a gift. And the only reason you don't use it is because you're scared to death. You're afraid of what, what's somebody going to think? What if I try to teach a Sunday school class? And what if I get my words mixed up? You will. Happens to me every week. You will. 
But listen to what our Bible says. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse number 7, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And so some Christians hide their gift because of public exposure. Some Christians hide their gift because of personal fear. And look at this last one. Some Christians hide their gift because of possible failure. Now we're done. But I want you to turn your Bibles over to Jeremiah chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter 1. And when I begin to think about this thing of failure, possible failure, I thought about Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah, the great prophet Jeremiah, the weeping prophet the Bible calls him. Look at Jeremiah chapter number 1. And look at verse number four. Jeremiah chapter one, verse number four. I'll give you just a moment. Jeremiah chapter one, verse number four. The Bible says, then the word of the Lord came into me saying, Jeremiah one, verse five. Look at this church. Look what God says to Jeremiah. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. That's for all those abortionists out there, amen? Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. I set you apart. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Verse 6. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak. For I'm a child. Jeremiah said, Lord, I can't. I I can't do it. I I don't don't know why you're saying, Lord, I can't. Lord, I can't. I'll fail. I'll mess up. I I can't do it. I I can't. I can't do it. And look what God said in verse 7. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child. For thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Hey, listen, church, don't hide your gift because you're uh, afraid of failure. I got some news for you. You're going to fail. You're going to fail. It's just a fact. You say, preacher, if if I got up here and tried to sing in front of this congregation, my knees would knock. Okay, well, just sing while your knees are knocking. You say, pastor, if I got up here and tried to sing, my throat would get all dry. Well, you know what? Just bring you some water. You know what? I'm I'm just saying this. Don't let fear hold you back. Don't let fear keep you from serving the Lord. I remember, uh, old, old illustration. I can still, as we were over at my wife's mom's house the other day, getting the, the house closed up for the last time and to pass it off to the, to the new owner. And we were standing there in the kitchen and I was looking over into what used to be their living room and my mind went back. And I remember when that little Nook, there used to be the living room, and we were sitting on the couch one day. I was sitting on the couch with Tammy's dad, and he was our, he was our youth director. And we were talking about church, and he looked over at me, and he said, why don't you teach the Sunday school class? And I, honestly, he'll, he'll take, you can ask him in heaven one day. I laughed at him. He said, why don't you teach the Sunday school class? And I laughed. I said, yeah, yeah, right. He said, no, I'm serious. I said, do what? He said, why don't you teach the Sunday school class, the young people's Sunday school class? I said, what? Are you crazy? Are you serious? And Steve would say something like this. I wouldn't ask you if I wasn't serious. And I thought, man, there's no way. He said, you can do it. I said, Steve, no, no, you don't understand. I'm not a preacher. I'm not a teacher. He said, you can do it. I said, man, there ain't no way. He said, you can do it. He just kept on encouraging me, kept on encouraging me. And somehow, 
He got me to sign on the dotted line. I don't know how he did. So, man, I scared teetotally to death. And I started studying. And I taught my very first Sunday school lesson on stand up for Jesus. Stand up for Jesus. And I started studying, man. I start, I'm telling you, church, I did. I started studying. I remember laying on the floor with my Bible. This was the day before iPads and all these kind of things. And I was laying on the floor with my Bible here and a, a spiral notebook right here. And I'm studying and praying and I'm trying to get something from the Lord. And I'm making all these notes out. And I'm, you know, and, and the Lord's working, you know. And, and I, I remember I made out six pages of notes, six pages front and back. Six pages? I thought, man, I. I'm going to need several Sundays to get through this. I mean, you know, this is going to be the next great series at Euphoria Baptist Church. And so that Sunday with probably about 20 or 30 in that class, Brother Steve got up and said, we have a special speaker today. And uh, he said, Stephen's going to teach our class. Man, I stood up behind that little podium. My knees were knocking on each other, and I took my, my six pages of handwritten notes out there. You say, how'd it go, preacher? Did you blow them away? I wish I could tell you I did, but I can't. All six pages lasted two minutes. <laughs> two minutes. I mean, if you'd have said a, if you'd have said a, clock, a clock, man. I mean, I went through all six pages. I mean, man, I must have spent right through those things. Six minutes, six pages, two minutes. I was done. And Brother Steve had to come up and try to clean up my mess and teach the rest of the class that day. We still had 40 minutes left. <laughs> now you say, preacher, what's your point? I failed. I failed. But you know, the Bible says the just men fall seven times and get riseth up again. You have a gift. Listen to me now. I don't think you're getting this. You have a gift. You have a gift. I want to ask you a question. Are you using your gift for the kingdom? I wonder if there's somebody here this morning and you have decided not to share your gift and on top of that, you decided just to go ahead and stash it. Nobody knows you can play the piano, but you know. Nobody knows that, that you can teach a Sunday school class, but you know. Nobody knows that God has really blessed you financially and you can give. Nobody knows, but you know. Now, this is all I'm saying. Are you using your gift? Are you using your gift? Or are you hiding it? Hey, did you take that gift? Wrap it up in a napkin. Thank God nobody knows. And if our Bible is true, and it is, one of these days when we stand before the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, he's going to say, thou wicked and slothful servant. I gave you a talent. Why didn't you use that talent for my glory? Why didn't you use that talent to pour into other people? Why didn't you use that talent for the benefit of the church? Let's bow our heads this, this morning. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I want to ask a question. Where's your talent? Where is your gift? 
that thing that God has blessed you with, are you utilizing it? Are you using it for his glory? Have you put it on the back burner? Have you hid it in a napkin? Have you hid it under the ground somewhere? Are you using your gift? You say, Pastor, I don't, even, I don't even know what my gift is. Okay, here's what I would do then. I would flood down to this altar and I would say, Lord, show me what my gift is. And then, Lord, help me to use it. Lord, I've been idle for too long. Lord, show me what you want me to do. Show me what you want me to use. And God, help me to utilize it for the glory of the kingdom, for the glory of Jesus Christ. God, show me. Show me what my gift is. And God, help me to use it. Then there's a few of you here this morning who need to go wherever you've got it hid. You need to go. You need to dig it up. And you need to uncover it. And you need to get down on this altar this morning and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I hit it. Lord, I'm going to dust it off, and I want you to use me. I want you to use me for your glory and for your honor. Some of you here this morning have no time to waste. You have no time to waste. You Listen, if you've ever been busy for Jesus, you better get busy now. Some of you wasted 15, 20 years. You don't have any time to waste. And today needs to be the day, June the 4th, 2023, where you say, Lord, if you'll use me, I'm surrendering. I'm surrendering. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Real quickly, before we stand, how many are here this morning? Folks are already coming to the altars. Let me ask you a question. How many are here this morning? You'll be real honest with me right now, real honest, and you'd say, Pastor, if I died today, I am not sure that I would go to heaven. And I really want you to pray for me, Pastor. I'm just not sure I'd go to heaven, and I really want you to pray for me. How many's like that right now? You'd slip your hand out. Without, without a hesitation, just slip your hand up and let me pray for you right now. Can I pray for you? Pastor, I don't know. I don't know for sure that I am saved and on my way to heaven. Would you remember me? Would you pray for me? You'd slip your hand up right now, right now. Personal workers, will y'all slip on out real quickly for me? Father, I thank you for your blessings. And I'm, I'm thankful for the truth of the word of God. Oh God, today I pray that we'd be different because of this time. God, it's time somebody uncovers their gift. And God, somebody starts using it. Lord, it's time that maybe we become less concerned about publicity and public exposure and we just use our gift anywhere and everywhere. Anywhere and everywhere. God, save the lost, edify the saints, and receive glory to yourself, please. In Jesus' name. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Will you stand with us all over the house this morning? Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Who needs to join these that are already in the altar? Who needs to come today and say, Lord, I'm dedicating my life to you. I'm dedicating my gift to you. Lord, use me for the kingdom. Use me for the kingdom. Lord, I don't, I don't think I'm very talented, but Lord, if you can use me, Lord, if you can use me, I want you to, to use me. Folks are coming. How about you? How about you? How about you, young person? 
I wonder if there's a young person today that needs to put their dreams on the, on the back burner and quit worrying about becoming the next multimillionaire and living on Lake Norman and maybe some young people ought to come today and say, Lord, I don't know what your will is, but I want your will to be done in my life and I want you to, to use me. And Lord, I want to be used for the kingdom. I want to be used for your glory. I wonder if there's a young man here today that just needs to walk this aisle and surrender to the call to preach. God's called me to preach the gospel, Pastor. I'm gonna preach. That might be at a church. It might be at the nursing home. It might be at the jail. It might be in a children's church. It might be on the street. It might be a, a youth group or a youth activity. But God's calling me. And I want God to use my gift. Who else? Who else? Where's your gift at? Where's your gift? Come on now. Some of you, it's time to dust it off. Uncover it. Get with it. Get with it. Father, I'm thankful for your blessings. And dear Father, I pray today that you would use me. Oh God, sometimes I wonder how you could. Sometimes I wonder why you would. But oh God, I want you to use me. Oh Father, help me not to, help me not to just go through life just existing. God, I want you to use me to make a difference for the cause of the Lord. Father, that the kingdom might be built, that Jesus might receive ultimate glory. Father, please use me. Oh, God, use me. God, those gifts that you've given me, use me. And then, Lord, I pray that you touch our people. And Father, use them. Those that aren't being used right now, God, I pray that they not rest until the Lord begins to put his hand upon them. God, have your way, have your way. And we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Anybody else need to make a move before we go today?